This is a comic book podcast that is streamed live weekly on youtube.com slash comic pop returns. If you are on YouTube, and I know you are, make sure to subscribe to that channel so you can be part of the action yourself. You're going to hear a bunch of questions and comments here on today's episode. Why not add your voice to the show next time? I mean, granted, it will be my voice reading the question, but let's not get hung up on the semantics of it all. Just go to youtube.com slash returns and subscribe today. And if you want to help us out a little further, a nice review on this platform from you would be really appreciated. Make sure to catch the show live on youtube.com slash returns and visit patreon.com slash comicpop if you want to help us more directly. Hey everybody, welcome to Off the Rack. I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. So, Chip uh, Zdarsky's going to be joining us a little bit. Yay! But let's get into some comics before we do that. But before we get into the comics, we got to tell you all the housekeeping that we have to do for uh, this channel show network that we have. Because now, Comic Pop is a, a channel network. We have a number of different channels under our, our Comic Pop umbrella. Comic Pop Prime, that's the main one where Back Issues is housed. Mm-hmm. And our shorts, if you're not a fan, or if you're not familiar, you should be a fan of our shorts. If you're not a fan... Fuck you. I can't do anything about it. You guys it. say kick rocks. <laughs> kick rocks, mate. But uh, we got that. Uh, we have Comic Pop Returns here, uh, Off the Rack, Elseworlds Exchange, The Good, Bad, and the Ugly, every two years when it comes out. And of course, Comic Pop Plays. All of them at their respective names, at Comic Pop Returns, at Comic Pop Plays, at Comic Pop. Uh, all those uh, channels are, are are now here on YouTube, and you can check them all out. You can subscribe and watch them all. Watch Timothy play video games on twitch.tv slash Comic Pop, and then see the re-uploads on YouTube. But when monetization is enabled, we're going to be streaming on uh, on YouTube. See how that works. I don't know how it's going to work. I have no idea, but I'm excited to see it because who knows? Maybe maybe you'll have a whole new untapped audience. Or we'll go down in flames. Either way, you want to be there for yeah, it. Yeah, you want to see it. You want to be subscribed to make sure you see it. This show is sponsored by viewers like you. If you're watching the show live, you can sponsor today's show by using Super Chats, ask a question or comment here on the show, and it will be read on this show and it'll be part of the show forever. Uh, so yeah, that's, 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 the, that's the slim skinny of it, I suppose. Um, we are heading into the holidays, which means it's usually a work slowdown for everybody. Uh, certainly, it will be uh, a work increase for me because I intend to give it a give more uh, slowdowns of work for people this season. Like I want Ben and Ethan and Tiffany to do less, so we're going to try and cram it all in. We're going to shoot a whole bunch of back issues. Uh, and this week is a fun uh, Kang-related one. Get people kind of excited for Kang who's going to be the next big bad of the MCU, or he'll be the big bad of two movies and then he'll die, which is more likely. King. Listen, that's one more movie than Ultron got. <laughs> so, you know. that, well, for now. Yeah, man, I'm telling you. Bring... And, and he got to be in a, um, the what if the what ifs. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't spring for Spader, but they did get a, a the, imp- the impressionist to mm. do his half best Spader impression, which, you know, whatever that's um apropos of our shorts that are available on uh comic pop you can check out uh crimson knight 700 says the dr david doom uh short was incredible Mm -hmm. i love watching the shorts thank you very much man uh yeah if you haven't already uh checked that out it's a i don't remember if it's a deleted scene or not but it's a moment that we pulled from um the doom war episode in which uh the implication was that david lynch would play doom so it'd be like you know hello everybody welcome latveria you know just just David Lynch being Dr. Doom. I hate Richards. And it's a balmy 75 degrees. Doom War! <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, Benny's going to be doing Doom War on Comic Story, and I better see a whole shitload of Doom War, War Battle Cries in his comment section. Yeah, yeah. So he can be confused and annoyed. Yeah, do it up. Uh, Brian mm. Rowland says, uh, don't forget Planet Hulk is back too. That's right. They're bringing back Planet Hulk. Uh, no one cares. It's like really low on the totem pole as far as like, what came out and what people were reading. Um, 
it wasn't the lowest, but it's still not great, you know? Uh, and of course, uh, Grievous just says, Sal made it sound like doing this gives me a form of immortality. I think it does because you are part of it for as long as the internet exists, you'll be in this now. So enjoy, um, enjoy your immortality. Hopefully it feels good but uh let's talk about some comic books uh that are that, that came on out our, this past week on our comic book show why not let's right? do it yeah let's do it up uh i read uh there's, Detective a, comics. there's a lot of annuals this week I they were that. And, I, and i feel like that's nice but it's also like interesting the timing on them and i, I get it because it's the end of the year but yeah. also it's a fifth week yes it was a fifth week last week it was indeed um typically historically quite light yeah i'm like i'm like oh that that was very smart or you just didn't give a shit i yeah. can't tell i think it was smart i think so i think it was smart because like the annuals tend to be longer and so i think people might have hopefully had more time to actually pick them up and read them yeah 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 i think so uh well i picked up detective comics uh 2022 annual uh which i guess we dropped the name we got we dropped the numbering for these things is now it's just instead of calling it like because i remember a day when there used to be annual number six and it was like, oh, like there have been six annuals. But no, now it's just like, it's the 2022 annual. I suppose the 2021 annual. And so, I kind of like that, actually. I think it's fine. Like I, I prefer that. Yeah, I think. I think it's better. It keeps it certainly within its I think it's more scope. cohesive. I think you're right. I, I, I do agree. Because it's harder to go like, oh, well, like what, what year did that annual come out? Annual number yeah. four? I don't Was that really the fourth year? And it's like, no. But uh, yeah. So Detective Comics 2022 annual from Rom V and Raphael Albuquerque. Uh, this this I was excited for this because it keeps up the coverage scheme and it uh, it continues the it actually is an opportunity for Ram V to kind of like deepen and explain the lore and history of what he's setting up in right. his Detective Comics run. There's these you know uh, there's the, the big reveal from the last issue of Detective Comics is that Gale is a werewolf and uh, now we get to see him like doing his werewolfing at like mm-hmm. the turn of gotham's uh, origins you know and you get to see like these these power players and like mirroring of the of the wayne murders and whatnot at the end of the day this is what put me in a place where i'm like all right well i think i'm done with this book and it's not that it's bad actually the Raphael albuquerque art is fantastic okay. and the yeah. idea of exploring like a you know like a like a 1600s batman is great uh i loved it the first time when it was called gotham by gaslight but no seriously i uh it, it is basically just like another gotham by gaslight type of idea but like but, but it's a different time but a different frame. time period different time frame different batman different lineage and family so i you know i'm not necessarily ragging on it but i am saying that, like you're gonna see a couple of familiarities mm. uh and the other issue i have is something that i've mentioned a couple times now uh is that it was um the the most recent arc said part one and we hadn't resolved anything in the last like several parts Mm -hmm. and so this is all part of romvi's detective comics saga and it's very similar i think to tamaki's saga where each volume it wasn't about like selling trade paperbacks and telling little stories it was Mm -hmm. about telling this long cohesive expansive story that just goes that builds off of the last part and it isn't about like telling those chunks it's about telling one big long story and sometimes when you're reading this month to month it's tougher than if you're just reading it all at once or if you were told about it years after it came out which doesn't do a hell of a lot of good for sales and comics but it you know it, it, it certainly cements you as a creative to be like i'm the person who told this 
like new saga for Batman. Mm-hmm. I I added this new lore to Gotham and to the history of the of the of of the Arkham Asylum and so forth. And I'm like, that's fine, and all of that's good. And I think that it adds an element of uh, class to the title. That being said, I'm done because there's not enough. The annual is what pushed pushed you off. It's it the was. annual. I mean, the annual was good because it was like it didn't take up space, real estate in the main series. This is an annual. It's just like, hey, here's something. You know what I mean? Like, here's an idea. Like, here's something that we touched upon that we don't necessarily have time to dedicate in the main book. Mm-hmm. Good idea, and it's economical. And I think that if you like everything that's happening in detective it's a perfect opportunity and it'll go great in the trade or mm-hmm. whatever omnibus they put out for this thing right i think it's great and I, I i appreciate it it's just that it was a little boring this whole run has been a little boring oh like and it only took me this long to realize that it's a little boring i'm just a little like not a lot has happened and i, I I'm, I'm i'm the one who's talking about like slowing things down and really looking at character but we're not doing that like we're not looking at like at gordon or batman or alfred or you know the, the arkham's or you know the mayor or the city we're looking at new characters that rom has brought in who are part and have always been part of the history of this thing that i care about mm. and it's because their association of this thing i care about i'm supposed to care about them and i just don't mm. and the and, and as and it has become abundantly clear the book is about that and it's about like those characters set against that man and i'm just not i'm just not that into it okay so like it's not with one of those like i'm not rage quitting the book and i'm not like angry with it i think it's doing everything right and it's like here's the thing as picard said sometimes it's possible to make no mistakes and still lose that's not a weakness that's life that's comics Sometimes you can do everything right. You can make, you could, you could hit all the boxes for Sal's like, you know, comics quality checklist and, and, and it could still be boring and uninteresting and I don't want to read any more of it. That's how Sal keeps him guessing. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's right. You can't pin me down. But like <laughs> Tech Annual 22 did a good job. You know, these are all good creators. It's a solid list of, and, and roster. And they're doing interesting things, or at least they are doing what they consider to be interesting. Mm-hmm. And they're committing fully. Mm-hmm. And and that's enough for me. The, you know what I mean? You're off the, you're off I'm the off train. The, I'm off the book. Okay. Uh, I, I appreciate it, and I want to keep patronizing it because I want to, like, you know, I want it to continue. I love the, you know, I, I love the the cover aesthetic, and I like the idea of there being, like, this new history to the, to the DC universe, or at least to the Batman universe. Mm-hmm. But just at the end of the day, eh, you know, hmm. it's just not it's just not exciting. And and I and I can see the strings a little bit, you know, like, hey, here's these new characters. And look, they, they, they're manipulating Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze, you like Mr. Freeze, but you'll love my werewolf. I do it's like, like I Mr. Don't, Freeze. I don't care about your werewolf. You know, like it, 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 there was a day when like, you know, they'd release like a prestige bound 42 page book that would feature a brand new werewolf. And you'd be like, whoa, werewolf. And it would just be like, oh, there you go. Werewolf. Yeah. This is what you're in for, folks. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Ray Farr says, Comic Pop Woo. Well, thank you very much, Yay. Ray. Not after what I just said. No, I was wondering which, like Comic Pop Boo. which coloring of the <laughs> killing joke you prefer. I personally like the OG more. Neat contrast contrast with color and dark story. I've been on record, I think, talking about it. If you check out uh, Three Jokers, at least, um, 
yeah, I don't care for the recoloring. I, I think that the recoloring is modern and it looks good. looks good. You know, like what, you know, if you look at it on like superficially, you know, it's as good as any other things. Brian Rowland's art is certainly, you know, timeless and it and can work contemporarily. But those colors are friggin' great. Like the original colors, they add something to it. They give it this kind of like otherworldly quality to it. It makes it really like kind of dangerous a little bit. But more importantly, <laughs> the thing that I have a problem with is that, is that, uh, um, they used the recoloring as an opportunity to redraw and that's where i draw my lines yeah no i i tend to typically like original colors just across the board i mean right? like you've heard like sandman you, you don't have any volumes of like sandman i have where it's like i just collect the different iterations of it and i typically like the original more so yeah um but I think that's a personal preference at the end of the day. I think it really just comes down to like what you prefer. Right. It's right. interesting though, because it's like, it does that cross the line into like altering your art after it's already been put out there, you know, like 100% if is. like, you know, if an artist went to the, like any, if any artist goes to the museum after their art was up yeah. and then was like, mm, actually I want to change this. Yeah. Like that's, no. but like a comics is, simultaneously an art and also a business mm -hmm. so it's it's, it's interesting i, I know, know no brian boland like great work and mm -hmm. still working today and but and they you know what it is and they, they realize i'm such a stickler about it mm. because one of my favorite panels was altered <laughs> okay and it's just it's a moment when uh, okay. uh batman finally reaches joker and he's telling him his plan which is like of course as a from a from a man dressed like a bat uh to a man dressed like a clown i could rehabilitate you it's like obviously that's that's a joke uh, or at least more thinks that's funny but um joker has this moment where he like puts his hand on his face and he says no it's too late for that in the original one it's like batman cracked through to the real man under the joker facade mm -hmm. like he's frowning for like an early like you know it's just it's a really beautiful panel and it's just him like he for a minute he doesn't even look like joker he looks like the guy he used to be mm -hmm. and in the new version he's smiling like changed the mouth and i'm like no like so but yeah, yeah. but again and then i think that falls more into the art no that's, of that's it all you really, you really shouldn't alter it post yeah unless there's yeah there. the only the only time i'm okay with you altering art in comic books at least mm. is when you fix spelling mistakes yeah that's, that's it that's fair uh although you know there is famously the moment in um the night when stacy died when uh uh, Spider-Man swings to what is visibly and obviously the Brooklyn Bridge and identifies it as the George Washington Bridge <laughs> and says to like cement it in time, uh, it's the George Washington Bridge. It would make sense that the Goblin would choose a bridge named after his favorite president because it he, because George Washington's on the dollar bill. And I'm like, you are wrong in every respect. And actually, I think in the Night Queen Stacey Died episodic back issues, Ethan and I have a hilarious New Yorker moment where yeah. he says it all out loud. And then someone's like, that's the Brooklyn Bridge, you schmuck. <laughs> accurate uh but <laughs> accurate to what would happen so like but there's different printings you could see like there's there's other printing where it's just says he just goes that's the brooklyn bridge and that's all he says right. he's like it makes sense that norman osborne would pick the brooklyn bridge since his mother's from brooklyn you know like they, they don't try favorite of the boroughs <laughs> no they don't even they just nah it's stupid out of all the boroughs this is his favorite <laughs> Ray Farr also says, because of Comic Pop, I picked up the first volume of Chip Zdarsky's Daredevil book. Very nice. And I just wanted to say thank you to Chip for putting so much care into Matt's stories. He certainly does. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure he, uh, as Chip Zdarsky, is a huge fan of Comic Pop and Comic Pop Returns. Specifically, he will definitely read that question and he will appreciate that you said that. Uh, Ty, or T-Y, says, love and fail safe. 
Great to see Batman so desperate. Not sure even Nightwing will forgive him for this. Gotham getting taken over again is one thing. Seeing your girlfriend turn into Skynet is another. Well done. Really cool. Exciting stuff. Oh, we will we will touch upon Failsafe and Gotham and, and, and all the Batman stuff that Sadarsky's doing uh, in a little while when he arrives. But for now, uh, let's talk about a book that Tiffany Hang on. Read. Go down a little further. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Go one more. Because we, we do have got a couple more super chats. Yes, we do. Yeah, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> yes. Okay, so do you want to do those now? Or do you okay, we'll knock them out really quick. Yeah. Uh, just because it's uh, it's fair. But We've I got two more. TY, great, great point. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, Eric Roman, Rom, Romo. Sorry, Eric Romo. Uh, I'm in med school. Congratulations. And currently on my surgery rotation, Ooh. a practice test question I did read. Uh, a man presents to the ER with upper body burns after deep frying a frozen turkey. <laughs> be careful, so. Thank you very much, Eric. Don't worry. We're very careful, especially nowadays. We used to be less careful, a lot more cavalier. Yeah, you guys really were. Uh, we used to use a coat hanger to just kind of like put yeah, the food, that's... you know. Now we use a we use an iron hook from a good long distance, and we're very careful. We have a we 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 make sure we measure the the temperature of the oil, and we we have a fire extinguisher next to us. We don't do it far away from anything that could be flammable. We don't use any water. Additionally, there's also someone always manning the valve yes. for the propane directly, just to, just to kill it immediately. Yeah, like it, like they we we turn it down a bit as the, the bird goes in, mm -hmm. and then if anything starts happening, it can be killed immediately. Just, just and so, it. like yes, the oil would boil over, and we'd have to avoid that at all costs but yeah. like we wouldn't have a fire that's true but uh but yes thank you for the caution because uh it is important it's to... true it's very true and it's not something you know it's it's a great thing to do and like it is a lot of fun but only if you are comfortable and skilled at doing it like, yes it's not worth it bring it's an expert with you if when you're, you start if, you're doing not, it. if you've never done it before or no. if you have hesitations like don't do it yeah it's okay uh david nelson with a uh unbelievably generous yeah, super chat thank you very much david thank you uh, happy holidays y'all we greatly appreciate all you do hope you get some well-deserved rnr any holiday themed issues you'd recommend well, uh first of all i love the implication that we greatly appreciate it. like this comes from some organization out there like the court of owls we're like we appreciate what you do here you go here's a little something uh keep it for up your, we'll see you soon nest egg oh ho, ho, ho. uh but yet yeah. no <laughs> but david thank you very much for your generosity and uh and for your question as far as holiday issues go you know you, there's uh there's a really terrific book and i'll try to google it so i can remember exactly what it was i but... like the uh well while you're googling that mm -hmm. i like the uh x-men issue with uh kitty yes at home yeah they're the one that's usually trade in the trade for days of future past yeah that one yeah that's a great one. It's uh, even though Kitty is of course Jewish, yes. Uh, that's the idea is that like she's there in the mansion by herself, and there's like a there's like an alien in there. Yeah, it's really cool. Additionally, not an issue, but I highly recommend the X Men animated uh episode. Oh my god, I like that one. The I Morlock one. Yeah, I think it's cute. Yeah, I think it's cheesy and it's cute, and I like it quite a bit. Yeah, uh, Christmas with the superheroes number two is a great little uh little series or issue. Is that the one with Superman where it's like weirdly sort of dark, but like also like hopeful i don't i think you that's the one. That one for gbu where yes it's we like did superman and he finds the guy on the side of the road uh -huh. and like and he, and he makes his he's he's terminal and I he's did, sending any he, and he goes to his uh to his parents house yeah yeah it's like really dark but like yeah they, they dc was it, really good at telling but like, like, really and dark like not in a like oh my gosh why did you do such a grim dark story it's more just like oh yeah i know like this just it just shows what superman does it's yeah like, it's just really I, I i like that one quite a bit that one, that's good no it's true um, Additionally, some of those like the like the DC one that came out this week, I didn't get a chance to look at it, but like the DC does those compilation books every year. Like mm -hmm. you know, we were talking about some of them now, but they've been doing them obviously recently. But there are some fun holiday stories, yeah, in there. Um, less like DC or Marvel themed. I really like uh, Klaus. 
Yeah, Klaus is great. Um, it's interesting because with that, it's obviously it's, it's Grant Morrison, but also you get to see uh, Dan Mora. Yes, like at early, early Dan Mora, earlier stage in his career. Mm-hmm. Uh, it still looks great. Still look great. Um, but that first volume, I think, or that first book that they created, I think, is spectacular. It's so much fun. Yeah. Uh, in that Christmas with the superhero story, it also yeah. has there's like Dead Man is like sad, and so he jumps into people's bodies and experiences Christmas as those people. I think for- I remember that too. Forces them into it and then runs into Supergirl, uh, or rather, pre Crisis Supergirl, who's like wandering the world. There's another one that they do with pre Crisis Supergirl, which is really cool. Mm. Um, which I was trying to find, but I couldn't. But I did enjoy uh, the Brave and the Bold number 184. In this one, um, Batman is like weary and tired, and like the Huntress, his alternate reality daughter shows up and is like hey show me around for the holidays <laughs> it's pretty fun but it's worth checking out uh, our special guest has arrived okay. and so i'm going to uh jump into this in just a second i need some headphones for this so without any further ado here we go ladies and gentlemen welcome to the show mr chip sadarsky chip thanks for being here man you know i'm allowed to be in the room with a woman I know, no, it's true, and I, I've I've insisted, I've 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 asked her to come on, but she's like, no, 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 it's easier if there's only two. <laughs> <laughs> well, the I know, I know. True. I'm allowed to physically be in a space with a woman. Well, you know, the last time that you were, uh, you know, not to not to get too personal, but you you were wearing almost no clothing. I don't understand what you're getting at. You were. <laughs> I don't, I don't know what you mean. You, it was so hot, I believe, in your house that you just, you, mm. I remember you were, you warned us that you were like, oh, I'm not going to, by the way, I'm not going to be wearing any clothes. We were like, oh, okay, ha ha. And then, and then you showed up and you were like, start naked. And we're like, I'm a man of my word. I don't know what I was expecting. Uh, but no, she's, she's totally fine. Uh, it's just that she was like, yeah, no, it's, it's quicker and easier if I just, if I just bail. Plus she has a switch over there where she's going to be playing video games on. Wow. Wow. So yeah, yeah. we know where her priorities are. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Jeff, how the hell are you, man? I'm doing all right. Yeah, living in a bare room with some pieces of wood. I don't know. Yeah, you look life. like you're 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 being kept somewhere, like far away from civilization. <laughs> I like the difference in our backgrounds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have all of the, I have all this <laughs> noise, and you got like, <laughs> you have a blank canvas. It's great. You can imagine. Remember, someone once told me. I don't know if this is this rumor is true or not. That Jonathan Hickman, obviously rich, obviously. Oh yeah, of course. That he bought a house nearby to work in and like painted it all in uh in like that kind of material like the um the whiteboard material so he could just like, oh. write all his ideas on all the walls like like he's reed richards or something that's probably I buy that probably that richard. i that i 100 buy because everything yeah. he writes he never just writes a paragraph like he doesn't tell you like oh you know beginning middle and end here's your story no it's always yeah. connected to everything it's plus he's always got to create 20 new characters to go with that story yeah no it's got a whole got a whole system yeah he's that kind of guy I yeah that, uh, that <laughs> i hate him that that appeals to me and yet it would be sad you'd see all this blank you'd be like where are all your ideas I'm like it turns out i only have room for like this much space i don't i really didn't need it <laughs> i just need one whiteboard kill Kill Batman. That's all I've got yep. on my wall. Solid. Solid idea. Solid. Never been done. Never been done. No. <laughs> but uh, speaking of Batman, uh, let's not talk about Batman because uh, that's what people <laughs> want you to talk about. Let's talk about speaking public domain. Batman. Speaking of Batman, you write Batman. Now getting back to public domain. You wrote public mm-hmm. domain incredible series uh the oh, first thanks. volume is uh final order cutoff is today i'm sure we missed it but like it's today 
So retailers are watching, order the hell out of public domain. Yeah, uh, come on. I've, I've, uh, this was your Substack book, if I remember correctly. This is like the yeah. beginning of the of the deal, right? Like a year ago, yeah. you were yeah, like, was, I'm going to do this. Yeah, it was basically like, uh, hey, we want you to make comics here. And I'm like, I don't have time. And they're like, but we're going to pay you. I'm like, okay, I have time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, then James Tinian quit Batman because he got a Substack deal and then they offered me Batman. So it was uh, it was uh, one of the best times and the worst times of my life. But yeah, so I've been publishing it through Substack and then publishing it through Image. And uh, the first volume is being collected and uh, it's going to be in shops at the end of January. I'm excited. Oh, look at that. You got a graphic and everything. Of course, I, I want people to see. Well, you designed the cover, right? Because you have a yeah. history of of graphic design. It's a beautiful yeah. cover. It's oh, uh, you. you drew the interiors. This is all, this is your baby. Basically. Oh my God, I did everything on it. Colored it, I poorly lettered it. <laughs> the lettering is actually really good. I think it's I think it's solid. It doesn't, you know, sometimes when you have uh, you know, one person do all the work, something suffers. But I don't think there's any suffering in this book outside of the main character. Um, I mean, well, yeah, there's that. I mean, the lettering is you know, I'm not a letterer, but I also I I just want that level of control because I've lettered sex criminals for the same reason. Yeah. Um and I know there are some classic lettering mistakes in there. Really? Not that were pointed out to me, maybe because of okay. cowards. They won't do it in their face, but like, like there's a rule in conflict lettering that like, um, the letter I, uh, it when it's uh, when it's all caps and it's in the middle of the word, it doesn't have the crossbars. You drop the crossbars. Okay. That's like a comic lettering rule. Really, I didn't know that. Uh, and I just I never designed my font with that in mind, so I don't have an right. I without the crossbars. So every time I type it out with the crossbar, I'm just like, oh, I'm I'm done. I'm gonna get canceled over this. I mean, the comic book letter <laughs> is Horrible. is that your font too did you develop the font yourself yeah 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 i, I did an earlier version uh back when i started doing comics uh and then just when we were starting sex criminals we were trying to figure out oh we're gonna get a letter in. i was like well, i think i can do it and i just I, I designed it and back then i knew how to use programs to make them like i'd update it if i knew how to but <laughs> technology has gone past me so i'm just gonna no. old file yeah uh, yeah yeah that's my handwriting that's great. I love it. No, my, I was just, I was giving my wife some, a hard time because she actually is a big fan of like typefaces and fonts and mm -hmm. graphic design. So I was like, you're missing some great stuff. And she's like, I'll watch the repeat, which all of you should do as well. Well, I know why, I know why she left now because she probably noticed the eyes with the crossbars. She recognized the eyes immediately. She was like, Oh my God, who did this? Like who, yeah, who lettered this fair. book? Cause everything else is fair. okay with the lettering. And I'm like, I hate to tell you this, but uh, I don't see any of the names of this book. But no, yeah, no. Uh, where did you, where, what What made you want to tell this story? Because it's so contemporary. It, it is it is through and through a story about a family. At the end of the day, it's all about family. Uh, oh, but family. Uh, but uh, it is also this kind of like microscope on fandom, the impact of comics on the like movie industry, movies industry, yeah. the movie industry's impact on comic book creators, uh, yeah. legacy. Like there's there's so much going on, and it's so simplistically just like, oh, look at this schlub who doesn't respect his his, his father, uh, and yet like there's so much more here. Um, I was so thankful to get the ending of this, by the way, because I've been reading this on your Substack for oh, cool. the past year, and then uh, you sent me over the PDF, and I was like, oh, I get to finish it. <laughs> yeah, I kind I kind of knew where we were. I knew where we were going. Um, because ultimately I kind of wanted the book from here on out to be kind of like not a workplace zany comedy, but to be about the creation of comics. Um, okay. Not just, not just you know, a look at the industry itself. But it first came to me when because um, uh, I, I do a podcast with friends called Manga Explaining. Yes. 
uh, in which we discuss manga every week and they educate me on the uh, on the art form. And one thing I noticed is just that like all all these uh, comic creators in Japan uh, creating manga, there, there's so many that are just like about specific things. Like here's like oh it's a, a western meets superheroes. Yeah, you know it's always like a thing meets a thing or whatever. But there it's like uh -huh. oh there's a whole book about rice. Yes, or like volleyball. Like it's just volleyball, the whole thing is about one thing. Yeah, I just read one about like a salary man, just about a businessman making deals. Like that's all it yeah. is. <laughs> or one one of my favorites was called Wave. Listen to me, just about like a woman who wants to become like a DJ, like for a radio station. Yeah, like it's just not something you really see here. And so I, I started I started to think about like, well, what are the things that I'm passionate about that I would love to turn into a comic? Yeah, not just saying, you know, what's this kind of big idea I have, but what are the specific things? And that's when I sadly realized I've got no interests, <laughs> except for comics. Like you know, right. when I, it's when just I what read, you like, do. yeah, like I read comics, and, I, and a lot of the nonfiction books I read are about comics, like the yeah. history of it. And so I'm just like, well, damn it! Like I guess I'm making a book about comics, and like that's so hack. So I wanted yeah. to make sure that it was it was it was about family. It was about the characters. Like the comic stuff is more of a it's more about pop culture as a whole than it is just about the comic industry. No, it's um, it's it's not terribly inside baseball. Like it is, yeah. it is not impenetrable. The story isn't like because I know a lot of people who read comics don't necessarily give a shit about how they're made or like <laughs> what the whole infrastructure is. And it's not really that. Like this could, yeah. this is very appealing to even the most layman int like interest uh, to comics. Like it's just it's it's primarily about the family, but you learn you glean a lot about like really more about the history of comic book creators than you do about like how comics are made. We only get to the comics thing at the end, really like yeah. about how to make comics. And we don't even really get into that. Is that how, how, how far into this, this life, this new, you know, this new direction, are you planning on going with the story? I mean, this is it from here on out. Like, like at this point, um, like I don't want to give away spoilers, but like, I really want to delve into what goes into making a comic, promoting a comic, getting out there, trying to Ooh. read it, um, uh, doing 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 your podcasts, your live streams, things like that. Sure. Like, um, I want to I want to also just throw in a bunch of characters that were kind of like you know based on maybe friends of mine <laughs> that I can you know <laughs> take a piss out of. Sure, of course. Um, and yeah, I wanted to like I wanted to kind of create this weird little comic company where I can populate it with all these new characters. Um, and uh, and yeah, and just kind of see where it takes me. Because one of the other things I really loved in, in all the manga reading I've done the past couple of years are just kind of like kind of the relationship books, yeah. Like the ones where it's just it's just about like will they or won't they? Does the character hate this character? Like yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Am I disappointing my father? Which is you know, <laughs> I think ninety percent of uh, male comic writers have that uh, <laughs> as a subtext of their work, but sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, like I've got three volumes like planned, planned. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just gonna see if my my body can keep up with it once I'm done with three volumes. You know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. you've uh, you've been punishing the hell out of your body uh, yeah. by overproducing some really awesome stuff. Like this is a this is a great time for us and probably a punishing year for you because we're, we're getting this amazing independent books called public domain which everybody should pre-order and pick up and buy yeah. it's really it, it's it's such a non-commitment to read this book because it takes yeah. like it, it you know the art is deceptively simple and yet like really economical and you could 
if you're not you know if, you, if you're not like pouring over a page you can read it in like a, <laughs> you can read it in an afternoon you can read the whole damn thing and it's it, yeah and, and, and you want to like it is a page turner because you just get invested in the characters and their struggle and you want them to succeed and you want to see like where it goes it's uh, nice it's nice to have a, a, a book that has a beginning and a middle and an end like it um you know i love it, superhero comics but like i think i've mentioned before in your podcast like matt fraction once told me that it's like constantly writing app two yes because you're not, you're not starting the thing, you're not ending the thing, but you're you're always just kind of amping things up and like, yeah, putting characters through the paces, right? Um, and like, who's so going to yeah. take over public domain after this? Like, I got to set them up and give all this. Like, God, this is amazing. it. It's just you. Oh, sure. A book about creator rights, and I just like hire someone to do it after. <laughs> yeah, you just farm it out after that. That's perfect. Oh my god! And then take <laughs> over, and then and then triumphantly return after like several years of uh of of uh, exploitation. And everyone's like, yeah, I like this old stuff better. Exactly. And you're like, well, yeah. and you're going to love what's coming out next. Right. Um, <laughs> the uh, transition just a little bit before we uh, get into Batman, because I know that this mm-hmm. next arc is ending. Uh, Daredevil's the thing that I, I think a lot of people uh, finally got on the Zdarsky train for if they hadn't already been reading your Ooh. stuff, because it was such a like such a dark horse because Daredevil is one of those books that's kind of like, oh, yeah, Daredevil, you know, Daredevil comes out and it's like, oh, it's and it's and it's always good. No one ever has like a bad run on Daredevil, but it is yeah. so unassu- unassuming. And then when it comes on the scene, like like the first volume did, uh, people were like, "Holy shit, I, I should be reading Daredevil." Yeah, uh, I was. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, I was <laughs> glad that I was glad that people said they wanted to read it instead of. Uh, oh, I'm dropping this title. Yeah, no, but uh, but we're in a, we're in a radically new place with the character with the and I love how you brought back. Uh, characters that seemingly had a place and a time you know like um like north and how it's yeah. like oh he's he's yeah. a perfect place for this and well, you know if we never see him again that's set that's shame but you know it makes sense and then he's like yeah. oh no we're, he, he's he's going with us to, yeah. <laughs> to fight the hand and we're like oh okay that's awesome yeah i want i want to make sure that there was there was some carryover from the new york side of daredevil mm-hmm. into this kind of new you know ninja the hand the fists uh electra stuff yeah, um, and so yeah, having him and Foggy, Cole North and Foggy Nelson, kind of join a Daredevil, but really right. he's just trying to protect them. Yes. Um felt important to me because they're also like there are angels on his shoulder, you know. Right. They have, they they have him... different. They have different outlooks and kind of can keep them uh, from going kind of off the deep end. You know, you don't well, want to turn into another Shadowland or something. Well, and every time he goes off with Electra, he kind of like tends to lose himself. So it's important yeah. to have like a couple of people there to be like, hey, you're losing it again. Like yeah, she's exactly. gonna, she's going to push you in another direction. That's like she's going to encourage the worst parts of you, which yeah. is yeah. a fun aspect of, the, of that dynamic. Um, or maybe at this point, he'll encourage the worst parts of her. Who's to say? Well, that's true, because, you know, she's in a completely different place now. You know, it's it's fun to yeah. assume that she's like the same person she was, you know, when like Miller was writing her. But it's like she's she's got she's had a lot of growth and a lot of change. And it's like it's yeah. interesting to watch where she's come uh, since then. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 loving this series. If you're not picking up Daredevil already, uh, is I think are they reprinting it finally? Because I know that like the first couple of volumes were completely impossible to get. <laughs> oh God. Oh. Yeah, I mean, like that's it's it's something that's out of my control. All I can do is just like send the odd email to Marvel, being like, "Sure, how do you okay. sell volume two when volume one isn't on the stands?" Like, uh-huh. To to me, it's simple uh, marketing and publishing. Yeah. Like if you want to, if you have a multi-volume series and you don't have the first couple volumes available, 
Look, it's, it's why it's why I love Image because at Image, you know, we always get the email to say like, "Hey, we're running out of volume one, or volume two, whatever." Yeah, this is this is what it would look like. If we went back to press. How much it would cost and whatever, um, and they encourage it because it's like you don't want comic shops to have volume four or five or six of a thing and they can't get volume one through three. Um, yeah. yeah, I know. Speaking from experience, like if I'm in a comic shop and I see like volumes three, four, five, I won't pick up any volume, like because I can't not. start. Yeah, yeah, it, it makes a total sense. And like, you know, some of the reasoning is just the fact that like they put these out in different versions, right? Yes. Like there's a hardcover, eventually there'll be an omnibus, I'm sure. Of course. But, but, but we have the same problem again with the hardcover. Like, I think volume one sold out like immediately. So yeah. It's like, well, what, what are we doing here? Right. Level we'll, we'll, we'll more. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> what are we doing? I mean, ultimately, it's, it's a cash flow thing. Like, Marvel yeah. can only spend a certain amount of money on printing, they can't right. go into massive debt reprinting things but uh, from from the right. creator standpoint and the reader standpoint it's like yeah come on let's yeah i let's mean take some money here <laughs> exactly you know it's not marvel comics is a uh, at the end of the day i know that people tend to forget there's a book publisher yeah uh but uh and the they game, do a lot of books like that's they, the thing. they like, print a lot of books yeah that's like, true. you know back in the day you would have like you know the singles that was the, the business and then yeah. every once in a while something was uh, exceptional trade worthy it would trade, come out right yeah but now it's like the trades are the new singles i think yes like they, they put them out of everything and there's sort of for them no system to really like have your kind of backs because you pay for that like that's the one thing i noticed at image is like um yeah if there's if there's a, a financial court or whatever which we don't sell a lot of sex criminals then like maybe we're getting a bill instead of getting money yeah Sexcrum was a bad example. Maybe like a Qatar it, it or something. It smells pretty well. <laughs> but Qatar, it's like, you know, sometimes you get the bill. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, all right, we owe you some money because there's storage fees for this stuff and we're still paying right. the printing bill. So there's there's a lot of kind of hidden costs people don't realize mm. that kind of stuff. But like, Marvel puts out a lot of printed products. So it's really hard to kind of keep and make the decisions as to what to keep in stock. Yeah, that's fair. I, I, I guess you think all of my stuff should be in print. Oh, well, naturally. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> From spectacular to daredevil, it's like, come on, Howard the Duck. I mean, obviously. But, yeah. Come on. Yeah. But um, <sighs> speak. Uh, I also wanted to speak to it really quickly. Uh, your incredible YouTube channel that everybody needs to subscribe to because they could learn so much from the chip class yeah. that you uh, selflessly. Uh, produced and put out there to help get people really uh, get some real inside baseball going on. It's, I mean, it's first really and really foremost. Yeah. First and foremost, I'm an educator. Uh, right at the end of the day, I always have been. Yeah, yeah, and and you've 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 chosen to impart some of your like life lessons and 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 uh, you know acumen to this uh, to the rest of us, which yeah. which has been invaluable. Three I three classes, to, but I love to help. You know. Yeah, right. Yeah. Chip class. Look up chip class. Yeah, uh, everything yeah. you need to know to make it in comics. Right. I love that your editor uh, said <laughs> she did. She has such a great sport in this videos. Oh, she was so good. She was so much better than I was too. Like, because I was trying to like, oh, who will I have as like my student in this? And like, I'm like, oh, Allison, she'd be she'd be great. Yeah. And uh, and like, you know, I, I I had a script and everything, and um, I kept having to redo the lines. Like, my memory's really bad, so I like give it a take and fumble a thing and do it again. She'd sure. have like monologues where she just nail it first time. <laughs> what the hell? And apparently, she like she used to do like educational ghost tours around Toronto or something. Like it was like one of her jobs. So she had to That's memorize dope. these scripts. <laughs> so yeah, she's a professional. Uh, I and it. I was not. 
<laughs> well, they're they're fantastic. They're totally. Uh, I, I I love when things like this pop up in spaces that are not place I normally look. Like, you know, like my my yeah. feeds are choked with comic book stuff. But then, you know, my my wife watches a lot of like art stuff, and 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 the chip class came up. And I'm like, oh shit, we gotta watch the chip class <laughs> because we gotta get the art. algorithm to know like this is part of it. Yeah, art, <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. great. Uh, yeah, how to treat your nice. artists, uh, how to tell a story, yeah. which characters to pick. It's it's really it's a really informative class. Uh, yeah, get, get right in there. Also, the production value is off the chart. I was like, this is a very well produced video. What the fuck? Yeah, I, mean, I was very well, jealous. I I hate you for it. I was there like, were, oh. there were there were a couple of reasons for that. Uh, um, one, um, the Substack paid me and so i'm like what am i gonna do oh i know i'm gonna waste my money <laughs> on, producing on making this. this look as good as possible had a hair yeah. and makeup person oh like God. i saw couple, the credits and i'm like are these people. made up or are these real no real like sound recorder sound designer like you know i i shelled out money to do this for some <laughs> reason uh but also like um uh kagan mcleod who draws uh captara yes um uh his brother sean is a is a video director he works at an agent agency and does commercials and stuff so like i hired him and like we snuck into their studio uh on the weekend and, and did it all and uh yeah both kagan and his brother sean are the brothers in public domain too oh so, no kidding yeah so they model for me for every issue oh i love it that's great yeah. uh so Batman, this mm. run, this 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 arc with Failsafe, I understand that this week's episode or issue is the last mm. issue of the arc of the Failsafe arc. Is that correct, or am I am I getting my wires mm. crossed? No, you are correct. Um, it's weird because I, I always hate giving things up in terms of arcs because like the story doesn't end. Like, no, good, yeah. There's a cliffhanger, and we were we're going to move on to other uh, ideas, but it continues the story, um, kind of similar to how I, I write Daredevil, but. Um, yeah, Jorge Jimenez, um, he just kills it on this issue. And he's coming back. Like We have Mike Hawthorne doing the next storyline. Oh, cool. Um, and then Jorge is back. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. I just kind of brought my Daredevil boys with me. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's wild. I had, <laughs> this issue, I had Ryan North consult on uh, science questions. Oh, cool. Because uh, I had a lot of science stuff in, in this issue, and Ryan's well. the smartest person I know, so... <laughs> Nice. I love that. In the in the last uh, issue, Batman is uh, a, adrift in outer space. So I guess, mm -hmm. yeah, that would make sense to uh, get some kind of science in there. That would be my guy. Yeah, I, like there's, there's, there's a certain amount of superhero kind of magic sure. stuff involved. Um, but I want to make it seem almost plausible where you're just like, oh, okay, all right. Maybe Batman could survive this this way. Yeah. 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 Uh, is there anything coming up that you'd like to tease? Not that anyone needs to be teased since I think people are pretty much on board for this Batman story. And I know that you, you've been I, yeah. the last time, one of the last times you were on the show, I remember you were saying like, Oh, you know, I, I really want to focus on, uh, you know, my more independent work. I'm really like focused on, you know, mm -hmm. doing looking inward unless they give me Batman, in which case obviously I'm going to do Batman. So clearly Batman is kind of uh, you know, a, a special yeah. place for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I told him at DC, I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm saying no to everything right now. Um, yeah. But I, but I told him, like, oh, I'm on this until you fire me. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. Good to which, know. You know, who knows? Could be any day. All they need is, like, of course, yeah. more important to come by and be like, I want to write that. And they'll be like, all right, see you, Chip. <laughs> um, Everyone in the comments is going to try and discern what accent that was to try and figure out who they mean. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, I want that, man. <laughs> what is that, Frank Thierry? I don't know. That was... <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of, uh, of a good tease. Um, yeah, I don't like giving you anything away. Mm. But um, okay, just like you know, then then we can do the stock. Uh, you know, it's bigger and better. Holy shit, you have no idea. Things will never yeah, be I mean, the same again. Well, you know, <laughs> Mike Hawthorne uh, is amazing. Yeah, super detailed, um, beautiful, dark work, and uh, and the next arc is is kind of a kind of a Bruce Wayne centered. Uh, piece. Cool. Um, some All familiar right. faces that are, uh, yeah, going through some stuff. It's yeah, it's it's a super fun project. Like I'm, I'm happy DC's just kind of letting me do what I want to do. Like I have yeah. really having kind of like, hey, you can't do that. A um, couple legal things, but you know, there's always going to be a legal thing here and there. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How's uh? Can't put Spider Man and Batman apparently. I don't know. Oh, apparently not. Yeah. Uh, for now, who knows? Maybe Spawn Batman will open the door. You never know. We'll see. <laughs> I, I think that thing's gonna sell well, and if it does, maybe it'll wake some people up. It's gonna sell super well. The problem is always just gonna. I've told you this before. The problem is always yeah, just like, okay, you split the money down the middle. Like, okay, well, well, like that's not that's not enough to even pay for the lawyers to make it happen. Spawn yeah, but it's, and Batman's but it's easy because it's just like one guy who just has to sign a thing. I'm Tom McFarlane and I'm signing yeah. this. I'm like, let's just do this. <laughs> That's I'm true. Yeah, it's pretty good. Well, you Thanks. know, Canadian, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't want to turn this into an amalgam, like, you know, Marvel DC thing again. I know I like to do that. So, uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, how much fun was it getting designs back from him and his about failsafe though, when you were like, okay, so I want to see this robot. And then like, he delivers this freaking robot. <laughs> not, not only did he deliver it, it's just like a couple hours later. Like he's just like, no. he's so he's so excited. Yeah. Um, all the time. Like I, it's pretty rare that you get to work with an artist who's like that level of that good, but also it's just like consistently producing like, yeah. Like, and just super excited about everything. Like every email yeah. was just like, this is awesome. I'm having so much fun, blah, blah, blah. Check this <laughs> out. I was thinking that this was fail safe. I'm like, yeah, go for it, man. Like, um, it's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's the best. I wanted to ask really quick, just because it yeah. came to me, uh, regarding Daredevil. Mm-hmm. How closely are you, if at all, working with Jason Aaron with his Punisher run? Because I feel like there should be a lot of like overlap and synergy between those two runs because it's essentially you're watching these two the, the avatars of their books going and complete going head to head like it's an inevitable yeah. conclusion, which we saw i think uh, in uh the most recent punisher issue uh daredevil mm-hmm. pops in uh was yeah, that, I think, was I that think he had his old costume because he did have his old costume out. yeah yeah we had because they worked so far ahead we haven't quite figured out our costume yet um yeah it's, this started like maybe a couple of years ago i was doing like one of these marvel retreat zoom things yeah beginning of covid and um and jason presented uh, his punisher story yeah and and so i'm like oh well i got i'm planning to have like a whole hand versus the fist thing going on so we need to like we should figure this out and uh, see if we can kind of make a bigger story out of it um mm-hmm. which is tricky because you don't want to derail either comic like you want to be able to read jason's 12 issues as its own yes. thing, you won't be able to read mine as its own thing, but also be like, oh, I want to check out what's going on over there. Yeah. So yeah, we had I had a, a call with Jason after that retreat, where we kind of worked out some kind of fun things, and then um, and then I just worked with, I worked with this massive document. I kind of detailed um, 
all of my Daredevil plans and broke it out into every issue and then figured out on the calendar where Punisher lands. Oh, cool. Because I had his outline. So I just, I, I kind of incorporated both of those together, kind of ran it by Jason and their editor, Tom, because it's two separate offices, too, working on this. Really? And so, you know, I had notes, he had notes. We kind of went back and forth. We we're like, okay, how do we make this as cool as possible without making it like the crossover of the century? Um, yeah. And yeah, like I've known Jason for a long time. So, and his Punisher thing is amazing. Isn't it? So I didn't want to yeah. miss that. Uh, it's so good. He's, he's, yeah. Yeah, and the artist too, like Jesus and, and Paul. Yeah. Uh, it's wild. So yeah, we, we I think we figured out a really good way to like have them stand on their own. They kind of meet and they kiss at some point. Of course. Uh, and then um, and then things kind of go off the rails. Awesome. Um, yeah. As they should. Yeah. That'd be that's the that's the uh, that's the recipe for what we want from comics, baby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, well, uh, Chip, I don't want to take up any more of your time. I think we've touched all the all the all the you know hallmarks of what people are going to be like. Why didn't you talk about this? I think we. Covered I got it. nothing going on. You can just keep asking me things. I got all right. Going well, on. <laughs> if you want to get off, I get it. Yeah, I, I see. Want, I don't uh-huh. want to talk to me. I don't know. No, 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 I'm the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, but uh, Chip, thank you so much for being here. I'm gonna mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna play you off. Uh, public right. domain. Check out it. Check out public domain. Uh, it'll be in shops when uh end of january and also issue one is free on my Substack. so you go to my Substack. Yeah, yes so uh, one, check it. out uh yes all links will be in the description and comments down below of this video but make sure to subscribe to chip's channel check yep. out a Substack, read public domain buy public domain make it uh make it so he doesn't have to pay bills on storage for public domain ladies and gentlemen please, come on please <laughs> it's killing me and uh last issue and and the the fail safe safe arc ends this week so yeah pretty exciting yeah. stuff yeah. yeah, it's too much. Daredevil number six is out this week too, I think. That's right, Daredevil's uh, too. Yeah, too much. Yeah. Everything's too much all I know, the time. I know. <laughs> cool. At least I don't have to buy all these. All right. <laughs> Thanks for being here, man. All right, take care. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. And there you have it, everybody. Uh, Chip Sadarsky, Public Domain. Check it out. Thanks for being here. <laughs> I hate you. You did. It's okay. I ate a whole. I, I was like, you ate all the funyuns. Look how funyuns. <laughs> I was gonna share them, and then I was like, nah, Why? Why these, would I share I those funyuns? funyuns. <laughs> You're like, I'm having a great conversation. I'm like, I'm having and funyuns. I'm stuffing funyuns in my mouth. <laughs> and I did. I did. I'd have the other bag too. No, don't, don't, don't. It's too late now. It is too late. I can't get up to get them. It's true. Um, God, what a what a fun guy. He's a fun guy. Uh, and not just a mushroom. Oh my God, Mr. Rangry says sub team, massive fan of the new Wake Up with Comic Pop podcast. They it's... seem so calming to listen to on my morning commute. Also, Midnight Suns is the bomb. Yay! Nice. I guess we're gonna be playing that tomorrow. I didn't pre-order it like a doofus, so I didn't get the extra Doctor Strange Defender oh. skin. Oh, <laughs> so I'm a doofus. I guess you have to pay for it or something. Right? I'm not gonna pay for it. No, no, no one's gonna pay for it. It's fine. Uh, but thank you very much. Yeah, if you haven't already subscribed, you should check out the Wake Up with Comic Pop show. I have no better name for it because it's not like it's Comic Pop. It's not like Ben's on the show. It's just me. Yeah. But it's still, uh, yeah, it's you fun. You are Comic Pop. I, I own Comic Pop. You are Comic Pop. Uh, Ollie Davis, uh, love you guys. Love what you do. Haven't been able to catch the live shows because of work and the holidays. Sal, what inspired you to do the Gotham traffic bit in the morning show? I really enjoyed it. Thank you very much, Ollie. I was just con- talking to the guys, and I was, that was Ethan. That was Ethan. That he was, was like, "Are you gonna just you gonna start doing like fake traffic reports and stuff?" And I'm like, "Oh, that'd be hilarious." So I sat down and I wrote one, and I was like, "That's really funny." And I recorded it, and that went well. And then I had no other ideas, and I didn't want to keep doing the traffic. I was like, "That's stupid." 
um because i kind of threw out all my all my ideas like in that one moment and uh and i didn't want to do more of them so i just i didn't want it to get lame you know but uh, that was why i did that i just thought it'd be funny and ethan suggested it and it was like it's a really good idea and it's one i wanted to like i wanted to have like segments of the show but like because it's a weekly show and it's something just me by myself recording audio i'm Mm -hmm. like i don't necessarily have time to like dedicate all the effort into it so it's just it, you're, what you're getting is just unfiltered me you're just getting what i get usually that's true no, actually, I, you, what <laughs> i'm sorry everybody <laughs> no uh, archer fx i get it about detective comics too everything's not for everybody and we just don't like the same stuff equally which is cool i agree it is cool man uh mm and m says regarding the dc annual i just like whenever writers write in some kind of destiny plot point like 16th century batman spider-man's web of destiny prehistoric avengers chosen one plus diminish the character's own merits in my opinion i think that's fair for uh street level characters or characters who are supposed to be like you know everyman or you know regular old schlubs who accidentally get their powers you know every time they do that i'm like oh man like especially spider-man but you know, let's be honest there is a part of me that absolutely loves that trope but yeah. i think that's mainly related to magical girls mm-hmm. so i think that's why that's in my brain exactly like, yes and it works really well for that oh yeah uh proximal comics says hey comic pop and mr z i'm losing my passion in comics outside of detective and uh batman what can i do how does one get into writing comics like detective and batman i can't find materials and it feels like it's really hard to start when it comes to writing uh, the materials you get, there aren't a lot, but there are books on the subject. Uh, Peter David, who is uh, in desperate need of assistance because of some medical issues, which you should check out his GoFundMe for uh, assistance there, uh, wrote a book called Writing Comics by Peter David or something like that. And it's a really fun book that I have at least one copy or two copies of in our library. You can check it out on Amazon, but uh, he gives a really good comprehensive breakdown of like what it's like to write comics and how to do it. like a lot of the mechanics. Um, and he gives you sample scripts. But again, the book is like over 20 years old, so it is like a little dated um but i think there are some elements from it that you can absolutely extrapolate and apply to today Mm -hmm. um the best way to do it is just to write is just to write what you know and do it like i i uh was working on a pitch for a for a book and um i i haven't written a comic script in over in almost a decade and i didn't know how i didn't want to get bogged down in the details so i wrote it as a movie script Mm -hmm. and then later i'll like break it down when the when the story is like tempered and hashed out then i will break it down into pages and panels and stuff like that and then and then it'll be a lot more comprehensive but i you know it's a, reading as much as you can I like like any writing reading is the most uh essential element to it reading and getting exposure to you know different elements of it knowing how to work the craft but like getting your ideas out is the second most important thing i think and if you're losing your passion in comics, that was the other part of the question. Yes. Well, uh, well, if you're losing your passion, I mean, like, I think that the most important thing to do is take a break. You know, that's what I did. Uh, certainly when I was like disillusioned and angry with comics, like I, I took a break. I took I, I, I stopped. I for- would think was, that works for some people, but not for everybody. And the reason I say that is because some folk get like that feeling of like, I'm never going to be able to get back into it because it becomes overwhelming. Sometimes when you think about what oh, you've, yeah, what you've missed. Read. Yeah um so to that i'd say don't worry about it because they'll all be collected at one point or another in a trade you can always pick that up It'll to be catch half price. back up yeah. yeah um and then and most books you know nowadays make it pretty easy to kind of understand especially marvel stuff you'll notice at the beginning there tends to be like a little bit of a um uh summary at the beginning of it yes but i would say if you lost your passion i get the idea of taking a break i'd say take a break from your from some of your monthlies for right now absolutely um your standard ones and instead go and check out independent works and i know that sounds really weird especially if you're not an independent reader Mm -hmm. um but i i feel like some writers 
use independent works as a way to in- reinvigorate themselves Absolutely. as well. And so like, I- I'd say take advantage of that. Maybe follow some of your favorite writers, see what independent works they've worked on, mm-hmm. grab something there. A lot of times they're either self-contained. They're not a super big investment often yeah um to jump into it now brian k vaughn it's a little different like if you're like oh i'm gonna jump into saga you you got a lot to, to catch up on yeah but, but they, that's okay but maybe, they're making it available everywhere maybe you're so. looking for that um but you know i would just just see what they're doing and or if you're like i don't want to do that i don't want to jump into an independent book right now mm-hmm. um i would like you said you mentioned i think detective and batman yeah then um if there's another character you're like oh, i haven't really liked this anymore go back and read something older yes yes just to remind remind yourself, like, oh yeah, I really like a lot of this mm-hmm. stuff. Like, just because you know something, everyone wants to stay, everyone wants to stay current, and I completely understand that. And you know, not saying don't support current comics no. at all, um, but you, you know, don't like let the the joy fizzle just because of that drive to keep current. Yeah, you know, go back, read something else. Totally. Uh, Novus says, "What's been a the funnest part of writing Matt and Electra so far?" This is a question for Chip Zdarsky. So you can just uh, to be your chill. Daredevil run has been my favorite, and I've just had to collect it in floppies and hardcovers. I apologize for taking so long to get to your question, uh, but uh, I hopefully touched upon a couple of those elements. I tried to kind of work in some of these questions ahead of time. We'll, to, we'll uh, just answer for him. What's yeah, the funnest part of writing Matt and Electra. Oh man, the sex scenes—they're just the hottest. I mean, you don't get to see them because Marvel keeps cutting them out, but trust me, they're 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 there and they're they're awesome. They're actually a lot more extreme you should see my sketchbook they are just full of them uh that's been that's been my most fun uh part of writing those two characters kasanga cherry clark hey population can't stay today wanted to drop by to show my love and say hi to mr chip spider-man life story is one of my personal favorite stories and if i'm lucky they'll let me draw you for you one day nice nice thanks for popping in man and hopefully we'll see you later uh caden lane what's it like working with jorge jimenez i hopefully worked out that i tried to get that in there nice. uh do you have to give him notes or do you let him loose i'm love and fail safe by the way that's th- thanks for the good story well cutting loose cutting loose yeah uh as i understand it uh we've talked about this before and he's talked about it at length uh you know he he gives him a little like a little outline like he explains like who the character is and you know as chip is an artist himself i don't i don't know i assume that he does not provide like sketches or anything like that i think he just lets jorge do what he wants because mm-hmm. jorge is a, a a veteran at this point mm-hmm. um and she shrian raj sharma says hey Zell, how about a video about any ideas for the matt reeves batman sequel by the way that riddler comic by paul dan it was amazing i still haven't read it i'll have to check it out uh i like that idea that'd be fun uh we haven't done like those kind of little videos in a while but that'd be a great elseworlds yeah so yeah i'm happy to do that Thank you for the idea. Uh, trash cam. Haven't caught you guys live in a while. Take my money. We'll do trash cam. Thanks for being here. Uh, so yeah, speaking of books, uh, Nightwing num- uh, 2022 annual came out. Okay. What? I was like, how many books did you read? Three. Oh, okay. Because uh, it was a light week. But uh, Nightwing from Tom Taylor and company. This was uh, basically two stories. It explains who like heart list heartbreaker i don't remember their name they're this so is every, unremarkable every t- every time that this book comes out you have that entire dialogue yeah. and i and i love it thank you i don't know who heartless they're heartless uh we find out who heartless is where they come from what their story is how their powers work their whole history uh and also there's a story uh from bitewing's perspective explaining like what Haley sees and it's actually kind of sad because like it just it just it doesn't shy away from the idea of like a owner a pet owner who works a lot oh no i can't read this so like it's really sad and i'm like oh it's actually really irresponsible for nightwing to have a dog um so that really backfired but uh but it's really well written no 
but yeah, uh, Heartless, you know, I'm glad they dedicated an entire annual to Heartless's origin because then it's not like wasting space. I couldn't tell if you were being book. sarcastic. No, it's fine. Like, it's a good idea to do I that because it doesn't waste like, time. I, I don't know. Because uh, it doesn't really matter. Like, who cares? Like, I, I really don't care about this character. But I'm not like annoyed by them. They're not overstaying their welcome. In fact, like they're they're quite underutilized uh, outside of this. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of cool to like see that. And I I appreciate what their powers are. I think they're silly, but I I appreciate that at least you know they're they're committing to the bit. Okay. And so I'm like, all right, cool. So like you know, it's a re- is it a recommend? I don't know. It's six bucks, but uh, it's fine. Like you know, it, it, I think that you won't care in like a week. So, you know, you might want to like check it out now or forever hold your peace or your, or your cash. Uh, Tiffany, what'd you read? I know you read a lot. I did. I didn't read a lot, a lot compared to uh, me. You did really quick. I just want to say, I read um, the arrival. Yes. Two. I said, I was going to read that. I started reading Briar. I didn't get through it. I'll be honest with you. Not mm-hmm. because it was bad. Just, I actually got distracted by something else. Uh, something we can't talk about. Um, oh yes, that's right. Yeah. I made you read a, I was reading that. And then you said that and I was like, okay. Yeah. Oh, um so the arrival number two came out um like three weeks ago oh i thought it came out this week it wasn't on the list okay well it was under new in comicsology Hmm. and i and i recommended it last week maybe it's a comicsology original or something no that's not there well it is but it is it's not in this list wait go down oh no i guess not anyway but it came out Mm -hmm. so sorry if you didn't catch it oh no the approach sorry not the ever i thought uh, we were talking about that the other day. We, the movie? That, that movie came up. Yes. I always want to call Annihilation yeah. the arrival. Mm-hmm. So it's the approach. Yep. Uh, number two came out. And uh, this was that book that I was like, when it when it first started, I was like, this is perfect. I'm so on for this. It's yes. Spooky. It's spooky that takes place in a like cold, snowy, isolated area. Yes, I remember this People now. People trapped in an airport. Mm-hmm. This plane shows up. Something's wrong with the yeah, plane. Yeah, that's Something's a cool off idea. With the plane. And there's also like a monster yes. involved. Like, um, and uh, it's written by Jeremy Hahn and Jason A. Hurley with uh, art by Jesus uh, Hervas. Okay. And Leah Calabar. Uh, caballero oh caballero caballero thank you very much mm-hmm. uh and i guess how you issue two was was just as great yay as issue one Good. i really enjoyed this it was fast it went really really fast the good ones always do um and um i'm i'm invested <laughs> like i was invested before mm-hmm. and like this like not only successfully reminded me of what happened in the first issue because mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't read it in a minute. Like I was like, did this come out in October or November? I, I couldn't. I feel like it was October. I guess it was October yeah. because this technically came out in November because it was the end of the month, right? right? It was a fifth week release. Um, but it felt like a really long time in between. And so like I was struggling a little bit when I first cracked is to be like, what happened in the last issue? Yeah. And like it really successfully summarized it without making them like make me feel like they needed to talk down to me. Mm-hmm. It made like the characters summarizing the information to another character it made total sense. Yes. Because I'm like, oh, that character wouldn't know that. Thank you. Great. Thank you so much. <laughs> I am that character right now because I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm essentially them. Yeah. Uh, but I, I find it to be uh, a lot of fun. And uh, like I said, like as it gets colder for me, like I know, like I'm listen, I am all about the holidays. I'll tell you that right now. But I'm also all about like cold, isolated horror. And so this book is just scratching an inch an itch for me. And I actually wish it was just out in trade. Yeah. I just wish I could get it right now. That's I fair. just want the rest of it. Well, I'm sure um, it'll come very soon. But it's a great read. And Good. uh, you know, it's what it's a Boom Studios book as yeah. well. Like Boom has 
I'll be honest with They're you. Doing great stuff Hulu with has horror. Replaced my like what I normally go to Image for. I'm yeah. now getting from Boom. Uh oh. Like I'm. Hey, Image. I can I can say that, and I I absolutely mean that. Like like nine times out of ten, when I'm looking to scratch the independent itch right now, it mm-hmm. like I go to Boom. Over, okay. Over Image. Yeah, we only find them where they're dead. Something's killing the children. Yeah. This. Now, listen, if Saga, like was coming out and be like well i mean well it's never sucked yeah, yeah, yeah. For that. but right now it's not like, exactly horror though no i mean like just in general that's true just yeah in that's general just your, like, your i have been reading more boom than yeah. i have been images of late but uh. um and i do have briar that's right and i read the first like two pages of it before i got pulled into having to read something else and i just realized now i never got back to it so oh, man. Um, but i did like those first two pages that i read uh it, i i it's a gorgeous looking book yeah Oh, that book is so beautiful. Uh, if you are looking for something that is, um, again, like cracked mirror, dark like fairy tale, not horror no. necessarily, but like this darker fairy tale telling yes. us like Sleeping Beauty. It's written by Chris Cantwell mm-hmm. with art by uh, German Garcia. And I mean, it, it is just such a stunning looking book. I, I really like yes. um, the art in this. Um, this story's fun too. Oh, gee whiz, another boom book. <laughs> i mean whoever is like the i don't know i should by the way like the the ceo or whatever whoever's in charge of like talent acquisition at, at boom they're not they're doing they're doing, they're, they're doing double duty they're doing on this. great well they're also like you know you'll see a lot of like you're like a mixture of levels of writers yes um but clearly i don't know if it's the deal they're getting i don't know what it is but they're they're bringing these stories to boom over image right now yeah and um yeah i don't know what the what the revenue split is or what the like impetus is but it's, I don't know. A, it's a good decision I, it's, it's good 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 on them i also read strange academy this week strange academy number two written by uh scott young with our art by humberto ramos i can't believe that this team has stayed together and executed this book month after month the entire time no shakeups, no changes no. the only the only change is that the book changed from strange academy to, to strange, strange, strange academy, academy finals. finals and i got to redo a number one right which and is I mean, a Marvel modus operandi. It is, but much like with Shang-Chi, like Shang-Chi, they did, did the Shang- same they thing. They did the Shang-Chi book. Yep. And then the Ten Rings and book, then the which Ten is Rings. just the same book. It but... is the same book, but we are com- like, it is completely different than the first. Right. One. There is a technical tonal shift. Yes. So. And that I would say is what happened with this as well. Like we did, here's the book. Yeah. And now we're like, here's the shift. Okay. Typically it would be, here's the next arc. Yes. But, but here's a new series instead. Yeah, um, which is so funny because when you think about it, like there are, you know, like manga out there that go for how many ridiculous oh, years? Like, number yes. of volumes. Um, and as much as we talk about how maybe the West could learn something from the East, I do wonder, though, if they're not looking at it from the perspective of the like grabbing that here's the story. Right. You know right. what I mean? Like when you take it off the shelf, you're not worried about whether or not you have to like keep getting more. Like maybe they're thinking less about the like grabbing that like like manga reader who mm-hmm. wants to like get into a crazy long series and that wants to instead just grab the book and like be like, okay, cool. I read this. I don't yeah. know. I don't have to know if there's any more. That's true. I feel like you do with this. Though, you do. Because it is a continuation. It's literally a continuation. Um, but I, I really like um, where they've taken this. Again, it's a, like uh, we've, they've grown up a little bit. The story has grown up a bit. Um, there was something about this issue, though, that kind of made it come back to its like roots in a way. There was something 
warm about it in terms of the uh, interactions between the students yes. and the faculty in this issue in particular that made me think of like the first iteration of oh, this cool. thing kind of hit the fan okay. for these characters. And I really appreciated that because it, it reminded me that, you know, like, yes, everything can change, but sometimes like, you know, like you can't go back home or you can never like go home. Like, all right, fine. But like, that doesn't mean you can't find that same heart. Right. Um, oh, that's nice. And so I, I kind of felt like that's where we're at. Um, we're obviously um, dealing with uh, an overarching issue of like Emily and Dormammu. Yeah. Uh, Doyle Dormammu. Right. And, uh, but this does talk about that, but also is dealing with a character that was created. I think was created for this. Um, Gaslight. Yeah, I think so. That sounds gas like lamp? a gas, gas lamp. lamp. Uh, the gaslight's way worse. <laughs> I was gonna say no. If it was if the name's gaslight, they definitely were created recently. <laughs> no gas lamp, and um, yeah, like it was just it was a it was an adventure um, issue that ends in potential horror like our horrible tragedy. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how how things go. Um, right. But I, you know, I I really enjoy you know, watching these kids grow up and yeah. dealing with, um, you know, not only magical ramifications for things, but also just like being kids and teenagers. Uh, I really like uh, Scott Young's voice for a lot of the faculty. They're, mm. they're fun. Um, yeah. It's just a, it, it is a whimsical book, but doesn't stray so far into like not mattering. Right. Yeah. It's not like it's a Marvel YA attempt. It is just a fun. I mean, book. it I mean, definitely it is. Well, especially given the uh, the, the the printing of. Yeah, the book. but I def I, I feel as though it can uh, appeals to everybody, like yeah. any age. Well, up to you know, obviously not from know. nine to ninety. Yeah. Well, I don't know what the youngest age is, but you know, it could appeal to younger audience. It could appeal to an adult audience. Yeah. You know, if you like stuff about magic, if you have someone who um maybe is interested in getting into comics, doesn't know where to start and likes Harry Potter. Yeah. I would give them this book. Like I would give them the first volume of this and be like, you don't necessarily have to know this book will help you right. along the way. And maybe we could look up stuff together if there's something you really want to know more about. But most of these are characters created for the book. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I guess we could talk about it really quick. Uh, there. Oh, I should also point out there was another story in the Nightwing annual that I forgot about, which was oh. that uh, Dick trains john because john's like oh i'm like i'm sloppy and i need help so he immediately goes to dick grayson and it's like oh and it's really well done it's really well executed he's like first of all what you're gonna need to do mm -hmm. is at least 300 squats a day right trust me well he does he says uh, wink <laughs> right he says you have to do something like 10,000 times something like that in order to be an expert at it so then john does it 10,000 times like in the span of a few seconds you know like that's how it wraps up but it's like it's really cool and nightwing's like no like fuck <laughs> It's not. Yeah, but uh, but it's really it was really well done, and it was mm -hmm. uh, that was a really cool story, that's and it cute. was like that's that's this is what the DC this is what a lived in DC universe should look like. Um, Ray Farr asks favorite Dark Side voice actor got to be Weird Al because Weird Al played him in the Titans movie, oh. um, or the Titans show, the cartoon, the, you know the, the the goofy stupid one. Okay. Um, no, it's Michael Ironsides. Yeah. There's I, nothing better yeah. than Michael Ironside being being Dark Side. No, it's so true. Uh, Taylor the Nerd, I'm trying to write a comic and the idea of Sal possibly reading it one day is simultaneously awesome and scary because I respect his opinion. Thank you very much, Taylor. Uh, I, I would uh, I would give you a fair shot. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I also don't like when Sal's three books oh. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I, if I'm writing anything, like, even if it's like a message to someone, I'm like, oh, no, actually, I didn't mean that. Well, actually, what I meant was this. Mm -hmm. like, you, you, just, you see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's me. Thank so you. I, I, I get you. The fodder box kid. Hope all is good. I've been working on my writing a lot more in the last wake up a comic pop. I was in a rut 
and that inspired me to get back into it. That's great. That's, awesome. that's good. I'm really glad. That's what the show's there for is to, you know, be a voice that you have to like, don't have to listen to very deeply while you're heading to work. And uh, I'm glad I could provide that. Uh, Ray Farr, people say this all the time, but Comic Pop rocks. You guys let so many people know about amazing works of art that the big two never market. Peace and love. When are we going to get that sponsorship? Which one? With Pop Rocks. Pop Rocks? I'll take that in a heartbeat. I Comic like, Pop Rocks. I love them. Yeah, they're, I, I like Pop Rocks. I try that. Uh, Taylor Guerin. Tiffany, I just want to say I'm really enjoying watching your Arkham playthroughs on Comic Pop Plays. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's right. We're Now we're in Arkham City, which is arguably the best Arkham game ever. I, I don't know what I was like on when we were playing that game, but I make some very inappropriate jokes <laughs> throughout that whole thing. Just, I don't know what was going on. I, I really cleaned up since then. <laughs> Good. Well, what's the next uh, book you did? Uh, I want to talk about Exterminators really quickly. Of course. Uh, this was a book that I was like, the first issue, I was like, yeah. Yeah, and the second issue, you're like, it's still good. Yeah, uh, and I got to tell you, third issue, uh, all right. Oh, it did ratchet it up a little bit. It ratcheted it up because we're. I, I think you're going to appreciate where this ends up going, <laughs> okay. I'll be honest with you. Um, you, you know, we've been dealing with um, a Dazzler, Boom Boom, and Jubilee. Yes. And also Wolverine, even right. though she's never credited in the beginning and how they do those character images. <laughs> she's not one of them at the beginning, but she's... She's on she's, the cover every she's time. She's in the issues. Oh, that's weird. Like, so, I don't know. Okay. Um, but the... Um, they're uh, these three girls and Wolverine, these three women and yeah. Wol and Wolverine as well, because we're not allowed to count Wolverine as part of the group. Oh, I see. So I can't say these four women. Weird. I mean, we can. I'm just like, that's the way the credits page. That's weird. Them, credits right? page. Like, OK. Like that. It's really just about the three of them. And I'm like, but but Laura is here. Right. What, what do you want? Um, they're they've been telling their story to the the, the Krakowin Quiet Council. Ah, Krakowin. You said Quiet it. Council. Why? Um, and it's, it's all in a kind of tongue-in-cheek way where they put in all these extra details and like Charles essentially like, please stop. <laughs> just just tell the story. Everybody. Why would he need to be told the story? Just, because thanks. I, because everybody has to hear the story. Right. It has to be told from their perspective, I right? You okay. Know? Um, so that's what they're doing. You know, they, they've been, um, you know, Dazzler had a hard breakup. Turns out that boyfriend was actually a vampire. They, the vampires took all three of them and put them into this like arena where they had to do all these crazy things and then ended up needing to fight Wolverine. Wolverine's like, obviously I'm not going to fight you guys. They mm -hmm. ended up in a mirror maze thing where when they looked into the mirrors, um, uh, like evil doppelganger versions of them showed up. So they had to fight like blindfolded. So they we're, we're doing all that, right? Okay. Like that, that's what's been going on. But then we introduce into the quiet council. They're like, the girls know that something was going on. And they're like, how would you know that you weren't even there? Yeah. You weren't there. Like how, like how can the story continue on with that? And they're like, that's when all these other characters show up and they're like, hello, <laughs> because they helped us. Okay. And you see those characters who came from other world. Right. Right. So like these characters are also being held there. Mm. So we get this huge fight where they come up with a plan in which they're going to break out. And, and they do in fact, break out after talking about uh dazzler's butt for a while okay and how quickly she she must have been working out well, and i'm know. like are we trying to like dazzler the nightwing of the marvel universe right it's not gonna work you can't just you can't just assert that you have the best ass also spider-man has didn't. the best ass she didn't jubilee and uh boom boom agree that she's got a great butt okay and she must and she's like i've been doing weight training they're like oh. i'll do it uh, you know, we get like the tease of a strip tease from Boom Boom, but not mm -hmm. really. It's uh, it's all like you know smoke and mirrors so that they can escape. Right. They like 
focus all of their powers, escape this glass maze, which they know will then reform. So it's it's funny because they're like, okay, we got out of here, but now there's like just shards of glass yeah, flying dangerously back to try to reform itself. Mm-hmm. That's pretty scary. So they're, they're attempting to get uh, out of their dazzlers, like chasing down after her ex-boyfriend. The other three are... Um, going to attempt to free the other prisoners that mm-hmm. Wolverine knows are there. Yeah. Um, Dazzler ends up finding one of the beings from Otherworld who helped them by like removing the enchantment who was like, okay, they, they can help us, so we'll get out that way. Yeah. Um, and that's when it's revealed that it's not actually been vampires this whole time that's been holding them. It's the Collector. Oh, okay. And what he wanted was a um, he was looking for a mutant with a, a healing factor. Mm-hmm. That's how Wolverine. Laura got there. And yep. then one with a, an, like an explosive power. But that's all three of them. Yeah, he's like, I only need one of them. So you can get rid of the other two. Oh, one you want. OK. So I was like, this is all making a little more sense. That's now. fun. The fact that now we're dealing with the collector and it's not just vampires. Yeah, that's way better. Yeah. Right. Like, OK. Cool. Sure. Yay. All right. Good so for them. So who knows what other, like, I don't know if there's going to be little cameos or whatever, because now we're in, like, we're, we're, where the collector is. Like, we're in space. Right. So. Great. <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, oh, I didn't say who it was by or anything. No. I didn't do any of those things. I didn't oh, yeah. do the thing I was supposed to do. I think it's written by Kelly Thompson. Okay. Um. Oh, my gosh. Why is scrolling through a comic? The worst. I'll just pull the hardest thing. Uh, Leah Williams uh, with art by Carlos Gomez. Oh, okay. Yay. Uh, So yeah, Exterminators is going better than I thought it would. Good. And I think there's only like one issue left or two. Uh, yeah, I think it's two. I thought there's. I think this is a five five issue miniseries. Around issue three. So thanks, Modern Comics, for normalizing the five issue mini. Hey, it does help though with the potential to decompress on purpose. That's true. Yeah, no, you can you can really tell like the rest of the story without any bullshit. <laughs> uh, the infamous Mike Manhattan says, "Have you read any comics on the Massive Verse? That's the Radiant Black Universe. For those of us who are not as big fans, uh, I've read some of it, but not enough of it to even involve myself in a verse. Mm-hmm. I've read a few issues of Radiant Black, and that's the end of it." Okay. Uh, infamous Jedi says, "Are there any X books where Orcus or the Granny Gardeners are actively going after Krakoa?" Or is it all focused internally? Uh, no, I don't think that there are any more books right now where Orcus is trying to attack Rakoa directly. Certainly the Granny Gardeners haven't come up in a while. No, the last time I think we... I feel like it was during the um, stupid plant invasion. Yes, Empire. But, but then I'm not sure if they weren't in like an X-Force book. I feel like they showed up I'm in trying to remember books. the timeline of everything, but I, I don't know if they're as... They're doing their own thing. Yeah, they're busy. For sure. I thought they came up at another point in time, but now I'm, I think I'm getting my timeline screwed mm-hmm. up. And Orcus is always a threat, especially yes. now with Moira, because Moira is now a, a, robot. Is a robot and tied to Orcus. Yes. So, like, anytime she's involved with anything, you could technically say that Orcus is part of it. But, like, they have, they, they're building their case in terms of, like, um, whatchamacallit like like pr yeah uh additionally abigail brand is also working with them mm-hmm. so right but like she's working but at, she's probably she's got her me. own agenda as well so it's like she's working with them but not really so mm-hmm. so you also read strange i did read strange uh strange number eight written by jed mckay with art by uh i'm trying to remember his first name okay but it's ferreira yeah um and uh yeah i mean the doctor strange is back and oh okay kind finally of, kind of he's the harvestman yeah we know but he's in this book oh okay like they're like no nah, he's just gonna be here now he's uh, just Steph- uh no sorry this isn't uh we've got two artists oh. i'm like i see what we're doing here uh marcelo ferreira handles the like stuff that's going on 
in the present in the present and then stefano landini handles the art uh, in the past because okay. we do a flashback and i gotta tell you landini's art at times i was like okay this is a little weird but then does like some really spectacular images yeah that's great like a lot of it is like really fun looking wow. but then you do like some up close shots and i'm not i don't know yeah i kind of like, like it. on the fence but i i overall i dug it there's yeah. a lot of like um imagination and action in this but essentially um Clea brings him back to the sanctum where he gets to like say hello to Wong and it's like a joyous, you know, one panel reunion for okay. those two. But like Clea and he can't touch each other because like she's the sorcerer supreme of like life and he's the sorcerer supreme of death. And if they were to touch, like the world would end or some nonsense. Yeah. Okay. And so like, hey, drama. Oh. Um <laughs> Okay. Just just a lot of like sexual tension there. Um she's the source supreme of life. That's what they well, because her job of being the sorcerer supreme is that like the, the idea protect. of being of like of life. Oh, okay. And so that sounds, he is the harvestman. It, it's yeah. sounds like they made that up. Um, but additionally, uh there's like another person there, and I'll be I I, I completely forgot about this character. Mm -hmm. I was like, yep, good, whatever. We're done with that. And then I was like, who is this person? Why are they hugging Dr. Strange? And eventually Strange is like, who is this person? And I'm <laughs> like, oh, thank you. Um, and so we get the uh, the reminder of Pandora Peters who showed up in the Wong issue that came out. Like we did that one issue about yes. Wong where he discovers he gets all a bunch of his memories back because he had a hole in his memories. He's like, oh my gosh, now I remember all these things. Right. And how uh, Pandora was director of Wand. And we get like the backstory of that and how she knew Strange and what happened to Wand. Okay. So we, we kind of get that breakdown yeah. of like a like a moment for them mm -hmm. that leads to the creation of the blasphemy cartel. That like they equate, you know how like how a prayer wheel has like the core of like the prayer in it. And so like when you spin the prayer wheel, it is like praying essentially. It's like saying uh, the see. prayer out loud by doing that. That's what prayer wheels are, okay. right? Uh, so her like wand had like a little like task force um that was like setting up a scenario in which it was like what if you know someone did something like that but with like cryptocurrency <laughs> like what would happen and how would we deal with it so yeah. they're trying to come up with a what if scenario and then how would they solve it okay and it accidentally ended up actually making it happen right um that task force ended up becoming the uh blasphemy cartel oh and um we also get the uh like from that the origins of uh what the heck's his name i can't remember what his name is it's like it's nobody it's yeah. not it's not mr nobody <laughs> well no mr nobody i think is uh, a dc character director none Ah. I'm like, no, he's a, he's a, he's a name like that. And I don't want to say the wrong one. Mm -hmm. Um, but how director or not, because like strange is like, I can't remember what he looks like. And he's like, and she's like, no, you can't because he essentially like researched a spell and he and his blasphemy cartel utilized the spell in order to like make people forget that wand ever existed. Okay. And then he, is that how they retcon the wand ever existed? Because like it didn't before this book. <laughs> And then he um, sacrifices entire identity in order to, you know, make it happen. Yeah, to, to do this. Okay. Um, and uh, I was like, isn't that kind of like Peter? Yeah, in No Way Home. Making a deal with the devil. Right. Oh, yeah, I guess it is. To make everybody, you know, forget, forget who, who he, he was. was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like a one more day, but for some character I don't care about. Right um so we're obviously we're going to be dealing with with him um yeah but 
you know, they got, they got an ace in the hole because obviously the blasphemy cartel had all these files on Dr. Strange, like it just it, acres and acres of files on like him mm. and like, you know, potential plans, on like how we could do things under the radar from Stephen Strange. Right. But like, oh, and then also all these contingency plans, like what if like Dr. he Strange. wasn't Dr. Strange, yeah. like what and like, you know, oh. what if Wanda had become like Sorcerer Scream? What if Voodoo had become Sorcerer Scream? Like what if, what if, what if, except for Clea, they never thought about Clea. Right. So she's the ace in the hole. Great. And I'm like, sure, whatever. I mean, sure. like, absolutely. For but this like, thing you made up. I don't that. understand how you wouldn't have a plan for that. She's one of his known associates. Right. But, you know, and she's like literally magically inclined. Like, okay, but whatever. It's fine. I mean, I guess they figured it's the dark dimension. Maybe she wouldn't come back from there. Yeah, um, maybe. But, but hey, most of this issue is just a Doctor Strange story. Hey. So I was like, hooray. And how do you like that? I, that was fun. All right. I liked, I liked McKay's voice for, for um, Strange. For Strange. That's great. So I'd, I'd like more of that. All more right. please yeah more dr strange and not that i don't like clea because i no, do she's like fine. clea and I, I i do like her as, as strange but right now because of her drive and i don't think that she's being written as a one note i think she's just so focused on yes. what it is she wants and what she'd like to get out of her time as sorcerer's dream of earth yeah that there's just there's not a lot to her right now but that's not a failing of the writer that's just actually where this character is yes so. fair all right uh yc goosey says uh what's your favorite krakoa arc within all the x-books the an arc because that's hard because it's the first arc that duggan did for x-men okay that was pretty fun because i, like, cause I i'm like oh an event no it's not the same thing um that one was spectacular yeah let's be honest because mm -hmm. that has that is that the one that dealt with the um the the casino yeah i loved that arc that yeah. arc was fire mm -hmm. um i liked the hellions I, i'd say the hellions run because that was its whole arc mm -hmm. no i mean the first <laughs> the first i'd say it was probably around the second or yeah the second arc because the, yeah. the first arc has to like, sort of deals with um madeline Pryor. yes and that was a great arc but i feel like it hit its stride once we got more into just dealing with sinister in general and like did some of the um other world and Amenth stuff like right even though it was very tr tied to ten of swords mm -hmm. like there was a lot of good stuff there yeah a lot a lot of good stuff in there uh taylor the nerd says because of tiffany i found two books i love which are batman gothic and arkham asylum living hell random thought but ben should do a buddy cop movie with andy from comic story <laughs> i'd watch it i'd watch it too are you kidding me uh riv wilson thank you very much by the way oh yes no, uh, i appreciate it tossing a coin to your poppers thank you very much <laughs> Yay! Thank you. Nice Switcher reference. Uh, Jackson Boyd can't stay for the live. Wanted to say how much I've been liking the wake up with Compop. Really enjoy your perspective on different topics, not just comics. Thank you very much. I do. That's so. the idea. I'm trying to you know mix it up a little bit. That's the idea. That's the idea. <laughs> uh, I also read Superman Kellow Returns special, which is uh, you know a collection of a bunch of stories about Superman being back, uh, all taking place before Justice League 75 when he was killed by Pariah, and it's great. It's like a fun little like here's what's going on. Uh, you know, the first one is a Mark Wade, you know, Batman, Superman world's finest issue, but also like it's in the present kind of where Batman and Superman team up and Batman's just like, Hey, you're back. Finally, like, let's go. Mm -hmm. And it's a really cute. It's really fun. And it's, it, it's like, it's weird that like Mark Wade had been like persona non grata at DC because of one person for years. And it was like this kind of like not kept secret at all for, mm -hmm. uh, you know, for, for, their creatives like mark wade is barred from superman and it's like he wrote birthright he should be freaking on superman and then when he came back it was just no pomp and circumstance no excitement no enthusiasm no promotion it was just like you know business is coming but mark I, wade's just here i think they just 
A, I don't. They burned think, it out. I think it's two things. I think one, they learned their lesson from that one, and two, I think they didn't feel like he warranted that because yeah. he's an older creator. Oh yeah, that's true. I think you're right. But uh, it, it was well written. Uh, there's a Jimmy Olsen story I couldn't care less about, and then uh, there was a fun one with uh, John and Superman like doing their thing, and that was really sweet. And uh, it's just a good story. It's just a really fun little like here's a book with super like about Superman tried like you know just just through and through superman let's do this and uh it was just well executed and it looks really good and i i enjoyed it thoroughly i was like all right i'm gonna check this out like and, and i'm glad i did so if you are interested in checking it out i think you should because it uh it, it familiarizes yourself with a lot of the players uh and it sets up a lot of like you know i think what the what the what the tone of superman is going to be mm. um so yeah i like that but before we go let's talk about some comic books that are coming out this week that we think that you should check out Batman 130 from Zdarsky, obviously, plus Daredevil number six from Zdarsky. I got to check those out. They're awesome. I think this is the issue I saw online, at least for Batman, where Chip said, like, don't look at spoilers. Chip, don't. Just read the book. That's right. Don't look at spoilers. Just read the book. So like, when you see and try, and this like, book. Because someone's going to try to spoil it for you. Don't let them. Yeah. Like, it don't comes, let them it, win. It comes out tomorrow. Buy it on either Comixology or go to your comic book store and pick it up. But if you do... Don't look at social media until you read it because I yeah. think it's I think it's important. Don't but don't let don't let someone win and then ruin this for exactly. you. Exactly. Like mm-mm. right. Daredevil six is coming out. I'm excited for that. I love Daredevil, as you can probably tell. Uh I also am excited for Punisher number eight, which is also coming out. That's really exciting. Uh Spider-Man three is coming out. That's from Z- uh, slot, and I'll read it, but I think I'm done with this book. Uh so three will be like the yeah, I'm definitely with this book. And I won't like rag on it. Just like, okay, I'm just not going to read it anymore. Uh, speaking of that, Dark Web number one finally debuts. This is from Andy Kubert drawing art. Oh, Andy uh, Kubert. Oh, Andy Kubert. Uh, Adam Kubert, actually. My bad. Oh, never mind. It's Adam Kubert. Sorry. I can't, we can't do a joke. No, but that. I do love Adam Kubert. It's great, uh, great art. So I'm going to read it. Dark Web number one. Excited to see a Kubert on Spider Man again. That'll be dope. Uh, Fantastic Four number two. I read the first one and was like, oh, that was fine i'll check that out uh predator number five is coming out which i'm very uh hyped for that's gonna be pretty cool um i really enjoy that series um i think do a powerbomb is ending so you should check out do a powerbomb number seven gotham city year one number three is coming out this is an amazing series that is totally worth checking out if you haven't already go read the first uh two issues of gotham city year one you will be glad you did um there is another book i'm gonna leave that for tiffany to uh promote yeah if you said that i would just push you out of your chair yeah uh quick stops number two is coming out uh this is a voice from kevin smith with andy parks and phil hester uh this is the book I've been waiting for. And I read the first one. I was like, Oh, okay. So it's doing, it's good. It's doing the thing it's supposed to do. Okay. So, okay. I'll read it. So I'll keep reading it. And uh, if anybody wants to let me write for it, I'm in uh, Tiffany, what are you checking out? I got to tell There's you, there's one more book. I'm also, sorry. We'll I, talk about that later. I looked at this list and I had a moment of like, Oh my God. Yeah. There's just too much this week. We went from like a drought yeah. to a flood. Actually. Immortal X-Men number nine is coming out this Yay. week. I am 100% picking this up. This is Kieran Gillen's book. Yes, yes, yes. I saw a, a preview image of this. He posted. Oh, cool. It's an amazing interaction. It's sinister uh, in his lab. And he's got, obviously, he has a hairless cat there, which I love that because it's like an homage to Lion Cat. Yeah. Think, but he's Psycat. Right. And uh, he asks Psycat to do something. And, and he just like is cleaning himself and goes, no. He kisses <laughs> and says, no. And so he's just like, oh, I can't even crack the cat, Gino. <laughs> like, I, just, I love that. That's like, awesome. He's like, it doesn't matter how like great he gets at like genetics. He can never crack. Figure out the cat. Yeah, I'm like, accurate. True. 
X-Force number 35. I'm definitely going to pick this up. Um, again, and we're dealing with um, was Beast. It? Yeah, Beast and Maverick, Maverick and uh, Sever. Um, Sever Blackmore, I think his name is. You were is. good on Sever. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I think that's what his name is. Um, I, listen, I, I am, I'm just waiting for that Beast shoe to drop. Yeah. It's a dropping. Come on. Um, but if you want to pick up more X-Men books, well, don't worry. If you were like, I don't care about those two, well, New Mutants is coming out, and it's number 32. By the way, talk about here are some books that are, are getting up into higher numbers, right? Yes. Like Immortal X-Men's only on nine, but that started later. But X-Force is on 35, New Mutants is on 32, X-Men Red is on number nine. So if you're really like if you're digging that book, um, it looks like we're dealing getting back into dealing with brand again. Good. So That'll be there. Um, but also Marauders number nine is coming out this week. Marauders reset. It's numbering at yep. one point. Um, but it is the same series. It's the same series, but it's a slightly different team that's on the Marauders group right now. Yeah. If you've been reading Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider number nine is coming out uh, this week. Did you mention this too? Uh, I did. Okay, good. Uh, I'm not I'm not up current with this book, but I want to point it out just because some people say that they... They really enjoy it. Well, also because like people like or remember that books are coming out because we talk about them so poison ivy number seven is coming out so if you're into that go grab that as well um there was something i saw i thought i saw before the thing i you wanted did. to do but it's not there wait where's the bottom well, yeah, row right well, yeah i know that i thought there's something in between those oh, two okay but there was not no i don't think so um i wanted to see what this was really oh quick. thanos death notes i just wanted to see what number it, who, one who wrote it oh jay michael straczynski creator of babylon five it's not just him. No. It's Kyle Starks and Chris Cantwell. So mm-hmm. if you want more um, Thanos. I will check that out. That sounds fun. Right? Look at all, look at all these people working on this. Yeah. Book. Ron Lim's going to own art. What? Yeah. Sick. That's, that's what it said. Um, but And I'm sure there's many other things, but there's one thing in particular that I know nobody really cares about, but I'm 100% picking this book up. I forgot to give this you the preview copy for you. That's okay. I want a physical on this one. We'll get a physical, yeah. Um, Gargoyles number one (laughs) is coming out. Uh, That's right. Disney's Gargoyles number one by Dynamite. Yep. Sure. I don't understand why Marvel's not publishing this. Yep. What the hell do you do? It's their thing. Um, It's written by Greg Weissman, uh, of course, with art by George... uh, Cam Cambadeus. Cam- I I know this person's art. I've seen it before. So, dude, I'm I'm so into this. Yeah, I think this is ignoring the third season. It is. It throws away so the Goliath just, Chronicles. Just, so, if you hated that third <clears throat> season, you're good. If you watch the first two seasons, then this series is for you. You gonna because- refamiliarize yourself with the last uh like couple episodes that so you like? I I very much. I think I remember what happens, but I guess <laughs> I could. I guess I, you could. I guess I could. Right. Um, but. Yeah, like I am, I'm here for this, and I don't think we're ever going to get more animated anything. No, it's um, over. which makes me so sad because I, I would take more animated. I would take live action retelling. Oh, yeah. Like if they wanted to do a movie, I would be here for it. Just as long as Keith David plays, Listen, uh, and that's Goliath. what it is. I want more Keith David because he is he's incredible. He's like character. he's like twenty five percent, forty percent, forty five percent. Why I'm excited for a community movie. It's like bring Keith, bring bring Babbitish back. Yeah, <clears throat> he's so great. He is, but like I I loved him in that role in that in that character. He brought that character to life. He sold that show mm-hmm. to me, and I think a whole bunch of other people as yeah. well. Um, so if you like that at all, just know that that's coming out. It's gonna be published by Dynamite. So I don't know if you're gonna be able to find that in your comic book stores. It should be. Um, but you could always call ahead. Yes, you and- should. Maybe pre-order the book. Well, I don't know. You can't pre-order it now. No, it's over now. Um, but you, but you might ahead. be able to call ahead and be like, hey, save this room. <clears throat> this is mine. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Because they probably didn't order a lot of content. Right. Uh, yeah. And uh, I guess just a reminder that um, 
Batman Spawn number one is coming soon. Two more weeks, and Batman Spawn will be out. Next week on Off the Rack, we'll be able to say, you can check out Spawn Batman. Yeah. And that's going to be ridiculous that we can talk about that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, we want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. We're very lucky to have you. Subscribe, watch, follow, and uh, we'll see you guys next time with an all new episode of Off the Rack. Thank you so much to Chip Zdarsky for being here. Uh, consummate professional, incredible creator. We're lucky to have him both in comics and on this show. Uh, check out Public Domain. The first volume is going on sale, or at least it's the final order cutoff is today. Pre-ordered at your comic book stores. The first issue is available for free on his Substack. And uh, subscribe to his YouTube channel and check out more Zadarsky goodness uh, at Zadarsko. We'll see you guys next time here at Comic Pop. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody, and thanks a lot for watching. Bye, gargoyles. Oh yeah, bye. Oh, and thank you to our super chatters for sponsoring today's show. Seriously, thank you all so much, thank especially you. to our very, very generous uh, super chatters. You are awesome. You uh, keep the show alive, and you keep those other sponsors out. So thank you all, and uh, we'll see you next. Sex yeah, see you next time. See you next time. Nia, sex time. <laughs> that was uh yeah yeah that's um bye